Hello and welcome to episode one of the Project Self podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Vanderoff. And uh, real quick, thank you for everyone who checked out uh, episode zero. I know there wasn't really any content there. It was more just explaining uh, what this podcast is all about. But thank you to everyone who did check that out. It means so much to me. So in this episode, I'm just going to try to give you a little more backstory on who I am, uh, how I got to where I am today, some of the ups and downs that I've had, just so that there's a little more context about who I am. So I was going to start, I didn't want to start it, you know, like when I was born, because stuff like that isn't necessarily relevant to uh, self-development. So I'm going to try to start more around fifth or sixth grade, because that's when I started having some problems in life. Before that, it was relatively normal. I guess the only thing you could take away is I played baseball for a super long time and I played sports for uh, a long time. I stopped playing maybe when I was 14, 15, somewhere around there. And I played since I was five, so almost 10 years. But around fifth and sixth grade is when uh, life started happening a lot, a lot more uh, quick, quicker, I guess you could say. Uh, and I believe it was 2011, so was that maybe fifth or sixth, I'm not quite sure. Uh, my parents ended up getting a divorce. And that, at the time, it didn't seem like it had uh, any significant effect on me. Uh, it, the main thing I noticed was that I had to mature really quickly to be there to support my mom emotionally. I wasn't like trying to be the man of the house. I do have a, a brother and a sister. And I didn't fill that role of dad, so I didn't have that burden, but I did have to be there emotionally to help support my mom through all that. And there's a lot of things that happened during that time period. It was very stressful looking back on it, and um, I've learned a lot um, from that time about communication and how important that is and making sure you and your partner are on the same page. Um, but yeah, fifth and sixth grade was very rough. That's when I started to neglect school a lot more. I was staying home, playing video games almost all day long, which was fun for me. But uh, in the long run, in the long run, it uh, definitely had some negative uh, side effects. So going into seventh and eighth grade, my school uh, life balance, I guess, was really, really bad. I kind of went to school. So like my, my elementary and my junior high at least here in the U.S., you, it may be different wherever you are, but uh, junior high is seventh and eighth grade, and they were really close to me, like my, my school positioning, so I would just walk to school. So I would end up just going to school basically whenever I wanted to. It was really bad. You know, I'd go in maybe, in, in the junior high, there's nine periods, I'm pretty sure, and I'd go in sometimes fourth period, seventh period, once in a while, first period, but that was pretty rare. I basically just really stopped caring about school, uh, I had my small group of friends, and that was basically it. Back in back in elementary, I was a lot more social. I was trying to be the class clown. And um, yeah, that all changed once junior high hit. I just didn't care about putting uh, that much energy into that anymore. So yeah, academics took a major hit, 7th and 8th grade. It wasn't that the work was hard. And um, you guys, will, I'll, I'll explain where I am today. But um, yeah, it wasn't that the work was hard. It was just I didn't have any drive or ambition to pursue anything in school at that time. I was really uh, depressed, I guess would be a good word for it. Um, I just didn't, just my priorities weren't straight at that time. And then 
you know, that was the same thing for seventh and eighth grade. We then get to high school and ninth grade was a rocky year. I tried to be a little bit better and I did go to school a little bit more, but um, I got into plenty, plenty of arguments with teachers, which uh, I feel terrible for now, but um, you know, there was just a lot of stuff going on and uh, I can't, can't go back and change it. But a lot of arguments with teachers, um, with students, uh, I did end up getting into a relationship in ninth grade, which was really nice. Um, unfortunately, it, did, it ended on not the best terms, which is unfortunate, but that is just somehow, that's just how things uh, happen sometimes, you know, but that helped me a lot getting to school. It gave me more of a reason to go to school, you know, to see her. So yeah, ninth grade was struggle bus for sure still. Um, and then once her and I ended up breaking up, it was only about six or seven months we were together or something like that. Uh, it it kind of went back to how it was in seventh and eighth grade. I just didn't care, didn't want to be to be in school at all. So let's see, we fast forward a little bit. The summer of that year too, going into 10th grade, things were really rocky as well. Started getting into things I definitely shouldn't have. And um, life was all over the place. In 10th grade, I hardly ever went to school and I'd go in maybe like the last two periods because it was like lunch and then there was one teacher I liked. So those are the only two times I, or the only two periods I'd show up for school. And eventually one of the uh, administrators, um, he's now the pr uh, principal of the school too, but um, he ended up telling me that he was going to put me on pins and pins is it's sort of like, it, it's basically probation in a way. Um, I had to go to a probation officer or a PINS officer, as they called it, over uh, a, a couple towns over for me. And um, yeah, I had to check in, with his, check in with him about every week or so to make sure I was going to school. Um, it was very stressful. And he would go to school as well. Like he would go to my school to make sure I was there. Um, and that worked for a bit. I also then transferred to a alternative high school, which was a lot smaller, a lot more intimate, I guess you would say, but a lot of students that have trouble in normal settings or normal school setting did go there. So everyone knew each other it was like one hallway, maybe the entire school. So it was, it was very different than um, normal high school for sure. So I was on pins for maybe a year or so something like that. And the, the big thing with pins is if you aren't doing uh, what you're supposed to be doing, you're not going to class, you're not going to school, um, they will take you to family court and they will take you away from your family. So that was uh, pretty stressful to have that uh, in the back of your head. And at first it helped, you know, I did go to school and I actually met one of the best teachers I've ever had. And he actually lives only like a block away from me, a block or two away from me. So I get to see him still. And he was one of the only reasons I went to school or that at least that school for as long as I did. Uh, he would, it, it was, it was really nice and awesome to sit down and he was, he's very, he's very uh, creative, I, I guess would be the right word. I'm not sure how to word it properly, but he was, it was really awesome. Like we could sit down like for three, four hours and just theorize on all sorts of different things. He was really into science and technology and how that would affect the human race down the line and that stuff I'm super fascinated in as well. So we would theorize stuff for hours and hours and days and days. And 
we still do that when I see him to, uh, you know, today, which is really awesome. And, um, that's probably one of the best things that had happened to me in school, at least is, uh, getting in contact with him. So that was, that was a really big plus, but eventually I went back to my old ways and I started to neglect school again, more and more. Um, and eventually it got to a point where they were going to either put me to family court and I'd have to go away to some sort of group home or whatever. I'm not quite sure what would have happened or I would have had to drop out and get my GED. And this was about 11th grade. But since I was in 11th grade, but since I didn't take any classes, I was still taking, you know, like ninth grade classes. So I had a long way to go to graduate. But um, yeah, the idea to drop out was not received well by my mom or my grandparents. Um, it was very stressful time. I, I knew I had the ability to um, pursue greater things in school that in school may not have been at least high school may not have been the uh, the way for, for me to get to that, to, to, to get to my goal is what I'm trying to say. But um, after months of talking about it, eventually my mom, because she had assigned me off to drop out since I wasn't 18 at that time. I was 17 and uh, she talked to my PINS officer. My PINS officer also believed that I could do it. So eventually she did sign it and I dropped out, I believe in March of... 2017 so I was 17 at that time and um the GED a lot of people were giving me uh, a lot of stress with it they said you know it would take years or even months to or months to years to get a GED it's a really hard test and I went in you have to take some practice tests before you can take the real test I aced all the uh, practice tests and then I waited two months which was the the longest part of the whole process was just waiting to take the GED and I passed it on my first time I got my GED, I think, in July of that year. And then um, I went to my community college later that year at 17. And um, around that time, I got into another relationship that, uh, looking back on it, was very uh, toxic, would probably be the best word for it. It didn't serve me at all, really, and it didn't serve her as well. And um, obviously, I don't wish any ill will towards anyone. I hope that she's doing good now but um yeah at the time it wasn't it, it took my focus away from school and that wasn't necessarily her fault or the relationship's fault it was my fault for not having my priorities straight but my first year at um, my community college I basically tanked every single class I think I passed one class and that was computer programming every other class I'm pretty sure I tanked so then I took uh, about a year a year off uh I think it was about a year off yeah uh, me and that girl ended up breaking up, and then a few months after that, I met my now ex, which is, we'll get into that as well, but um, she was, like, awesome, honestly. There was no better way to really describe it. She, she was one of the main factors and main reasons of me getting to where I am today. She helped give me a lot of confidence and a lot of courage to get my life back on track, but she met me at a pretty low point. Uh, we ended up started starting to date in about, I think it was 29, yeah, February of last year. Um, yeah, and things were great. We It was an awesome relationship um, eventually, which we'll, we'll get into here in a little bit, but I'll explain how we ended up separating. But yeah, and then I, I hit last August. Is This is when I kind of, this is kind of the meat and potatoes of everything where 
I realized where I was in life. I was not happy at all. I was very depressed. I, you know, I'd sleep till like four o'clock in the afternoon sometimes, just didn't care about anything. And I realized I have so much value and so much potential that I could add to so many different people and not in like a cocky way or anything. You know, I think everybody has a, an enormous amount of potential and I've seen a lot of potential around in my area with people I know wasted, which is, uh, it, it's really a terrible thing to see. And I knew I was just becoming, you know, just like that. And I hated that. Uh, it drove me insane. So eventually around August of last year, I just had kind of like an epiphany, epiphany, I think is how you pronounce it. <laughs> but um, it kind of just hit me like I, what I was doing was not serving me. It wasn't serving my family. It wasn't serving anyone. Uh, it was only serving to hurt them in the long run and myself. So I decided then and there that I had to kind of clean up my act. Uh, the first thing I implemented was working out. Um, and that was probably single-handedly one of the best things I decided to do to get back on track. Uh, since I did train baseball for long, like 10 years, like I said, getting back into training and fitness was, it felt natural. It felt right. There's something about, and we'll talk about this in future episodes because it's such a important piece to the puzzle. Uh, there's something so important about pushing your body physically and then the mental benefits of that as well. But that was the first thing I implemented. I started eating a lot better, trying to clean up the diet. The diet was a huge mess at that time. I have a super fast metabolism, so I can eat anything and everything and I will not gain weight. So yeah, I, the first thing, you know, let's start getting into the fitness routine and then let's start cleaning up the diet. And I noticed a lot of different shifts in my mentality once I started doing that. Uh, I felt I slept better for one. I, I just felt better overall when I woke up. I felt I had more energy and that really, like I said, it all comes down to the diet and working out. I can't stress how important that was. Um, also pairing that, you know, with my relationship and her encouraging me and uh, building me up at the same time and me also doing the same for her. It was, uh, I started getting some positive momentum for once. Uh, there was a lot of, uh, momentum is a huge important piece too. And if you can start pushing that positive momentum, then things are just going to start compounding and get better faster and faster. And the same goes for negative. You know, if you're in a negative slope and a negative momentum, it's going to be even harder to try to start climbing back uphill, you know? So around November of last year is when I actually got into the gym. Uh, before that, I was kind of just doing stuff at home, a lot of running and stuff. Um, and I had before and after pictures. And I, I looked at them actually yesterday before I sat down to record this too. And there's such a major difference in like my body overall. And it, it's awesome to see that hard work and that discipline pay off, you know? And I'm excited to see what it'll look like in another year, another five years, you know? But around December of last year is when I stumbled upon uh, Richard Yu. He's a, a YouTuber. And at that time he was really blowing up. He had the 3.35 AM wake up video which uh, if you check his channel out, definitely check that video out. That's kind of what put him on the map, in my opinion. And um, he decided, a lot of people really liked this guy. You know, he had great energy. He was similar to us. You know, he's 21, 20 at that time, I think. He was at UCLA. Uh, he wanted to drop out to pursue entrepreneurship, but he stayed in. And eventually there was a lot of outcry for him to make some sort of a training program. 
So around March of this year is when he announced it. Um, I won't disclose price or anything like that, but it was a it was a significant price for someone like me who doesn't have a whole lot of money, you know. Um, but I had to jump at the opportunity, you know. I, I was getting into self-development, getting into improving myself and improving the people around me. And I thought the best way to do that was, was to surround myself with similar like-minded people and to learn tactics and techniques to better my routines and all sorts of things that we'll also cover in future episodes. And um, the benefits of doing that program are insurmountable, honestly, to explain it. I met um, my accountability partner, which I said also, you know, we'll cover in future episodes, but I met him and it's crazy because there was a hundred people in the first uh, season of the training program. And I was in the first season and we had people all over, man. It was so cool. We had people in South Korea, India, you know, Switzerland, California, Toronto, all over the place. And by the luck of, you know, God or whatever you want to say, um, there was my accountability partner lives in the same town as me. And he lives maybe like a 10 minute walk, two minute drive for me. And the odds of that are just so insane. So I, you know, I immediately tried to reach out. We got into, we got in contact and it was something that we could connect with too right away was that, you know, we're from the same area. We know the same issues that go on over here. It was, it was just really awesome, honestly, to have that luck. But um, yeah, that was a friendship that basically instantly started and we could talk every single day, basically. Uh, he is, I sent him my end of day reports and stuff like that. So we talk every single day and, uh, you know, I got to thank Richard for that. That, that was definitely a, a great blessing to have someone so similar, like-minded and so close to me. And, um, obviously with COVID things were really rough, but we did end up meeting in person a few weeks ago, maybe, uh, maybe a month or month or two now, honestly, but, um, it was awesome. It was, it was really fun. And I can't wait to do other things with him, you know, go on hikes and all sorts of stuff and bond. But um, back to the training program, get a little sidetracked there. But um, yeah, so the training program was about eight weeks. He did. He then in, uh, introduced the mastery program, which is a six month program, but we didn't meet every week. We meet once a, uh, once a month. And that's what I'm in right now. We have uh, two more months. We have this month and I believe next month or maybe just this month. I'm not quite sure off the top of my head. But um, definitely, definitely check him out on YouTube, guys. You know, he's he puts out a lot of great content, a lot of stuff that will help you. And it's helped me so much. You know, we got to have a, a live call, too, with uh, Vince Del Monte, Joel Marion, Dan Long. Uh, it was, The energy and the, the value from that is just insane, honestly. Um, so then after the program, uh, after the training program, not, you know, the mastery, cause I'm still in that, um, I'm really big into doing challenges and stuff too. Before I think last end of last year, I did, uh, like David Goggins 48 by four challenge, whereas every four hours you're supposed to run four miles. I can't run like that too much. Cause my IT band in my left knee has a lot of issues. I, I wish I didn't have issues with that cause I do love running, but I supplemented that with doing like a, a 30, I think it was an hour workout, 30 minutes to an hour workout every four hours for, for two days. So I started, uh, I think it was like four in the afternoon and you would do it every four hours. So four, eight, 12, four, eight, 12, you know, for two days. 
And there's some, it was mainly just for the mental benefit, you know, pushing yourself mentally, like doing a workout every single four hours, you know, having to wake up in the middle of your sleep to go do a workout. It was just, it was great for my mental. It showed me that whatever I thought I couldn't do, I definitely could do. And I was able to um, just crush it, you know? And I decided to do another challenge. Also, sorry if you can hear any background noise outside. There's people going crazy outside. So sorry about that. But um, I started the 75 hard challenge and some of you may be familiar with it. It is a pretty intense challenge. It's a, it, it's long, it's, it's very mentally draining. But um, I started that sadly right in the beginning of this past summer. Uh, I say sadly because part of the challenge, there's kind of like different components to it. You have to read like 10 pages of a self-development book every day, which was pretty easy. I do that. I did that anyways. Um, okay, so sorry for the weird cut there. Um, it looks that the program I record my audio in decided to stop recording at, at a certain point. So I talked for like another 15 minutes and I basically was at the end of the episode and I looked over and I saw it stopped. So sorry for the weird cut. I'm going to try to jump back and kind of remember what I said and didn't say. So sorry if it's a little uh, random here at the end. But um, the last thing I, I saw that I talked about was the 75 hard challenge. Um, and a part of that challenge was... Um, you had to take a progress picture every single day. You had to stick to a diet. You had to read 10 pages of a self-development book. And uh, you also had to uh, work out two times a day. Uh, one had to be outside as well. So doing that challenge really came at a perfect time for me. Uh, like I said, I'm sorry if, I, if I'm repeating any of this, but um, uh, yeah, it came at a perfect time because of... In July is when um, my girlfriend and I ended up uh, breaking up, and uh, that was pretty rough to say the least. Um, it definitely the challenge definitely did help me get through that as much as I as much as possible. But um, yeah, we ended up breaking up in July of this uh, this summer. Uh, it was very we we left everything off on good terms for the most part. There is some things that happened before and after the relationship ended like the last month and the month after that are kind of unfortunate, but you know, you can't, you, there's no sense in crying over spilled milk, you know? Um, there's no ill will towards anybody. Uh, we still talk occasionally, which is nice. Um, but it was a very drastic change to get used to. Uh, like I mentioned before, she really helped me get to where I am today. Um, so I had to, I had to adapt, you know, I had to learn how to do these things on my own and not have that person in my corner. But uh, it's something I still struggle with to this day. Uh, it's been three, four months now, but um, it's going to take some getting used to. It was an awesome relationship and it showed me a lot of really great things about life. So I'm very happy that happened. Um, and that's we'll, t we'll probably talk about it in another uh, future episode because it was a very big part of my life. And I could probably talk about it for hours, but yeah, so I, I realized too, when I was uh, recording this, that I completely forgot somehow to mention that I did go end up going back to school and that's where we'll kind of get into it right here. So, uh, 
the end of last year, I decided I wanted to go after a year off from school. I decided I wanted to go back. And there was a lot of uh, kind of black backlash due to that because of how I did and how I performed my first time at school. Uh, my grandfather was kind of adamant against it. Um, there was a, it, it was a financial thing, too. You know, I lost uh, the Excelsiorship, which is a program in New York. If you keep a certain uh, GPA and stuff, you can go to school for free, essentially. I lost that, and my grades were so bad, I lost just normal financial aid, too. So I had to pay for school out of pocket. And I wasn't, I mean, my grandparents did have some money saved for me, but um, a lot of the money came down to me as well. Uh, so I had to get a a job that I worked from five in the morning to one in the afternoon. That's how I started my 4 a.m. wake up grind that I still stick to to this day. I've been doing that for about a year now, but we'll touch on that uh, down the line as well. So I started um, going back to school the end of last year. And uh, like I said, my grades were so bad. I was on academic probation, which means I couldn't get financial aid and I couldn't go full time. So I had to take three classes that were 11 credits in total, 12 credits is full-time. Um, and I went back with my new mentality. It was still a little rocky in some areas, but overall I performed really well. I think I had two A's and a B that semester. Um, I then took a class that winter, which was three weeks long. It was composition too, because man, I, I hate composition. So I figured get it out the way. It was actually an okay class composition too. We got to watch a the Matrix and V for Vendetta, awesome movies, by the way. Um, but so that class wasn't too bad, but thank God it was only three weeks. Um, my GPA rose to a point where I was off of academic probation. So I was able to, I wasn't able to get financial aid last semester, but I was able to go full-time. So I went full-time and I ended up getting Dean's List uh, last semester, um, which was awesome. You know, I never had a an academic award like that before. So it meant a lot to me. I even have it like framed up behind me, which is pretty cool. But I think I had two A's and two B's or three A's and a B, something like that. Um, I put a lot into that semester as well. And then uh, this summer I ended up taking two classes. I took in the first six weeks, I took pre-calc, which I ended up getting an A minus in, which I was really upset about because there is a couple homeworks at the end of the semester that I just didn't do because I was pretty fed up with pre-calc. And um, I finished with like a 92 and a half and you need a 93 for an A. So I learned then and there that I'm going to do everything to the best of my ability and I'm not gonna slack because that was, is a small difference, you know, an A minus to an A, but uh, it really pissed me off, <laughs> just, just to say the least, you know, I should have had the A, but then I took uh, computer science too and after that, in the second part of the summer. And uh, I believe I got an A in that class too, A minus, something like that. And that leads us up to this semester where I'm taking uh, calculus, physics one, computer science three, and an environmental class. And as of uh, midterms two weeks ago, I have A's in all my classes, uh, assuming and hopefully I can keep those A's until the end of the semester. There's five weeks left. Uh, I'll be able to get president's list, which is kind of the highest that you can get as far as I'm aware, at least in my school, which is like a 3.7 or higher GPA. So um, it's been a roller coaster to kind of say the least uh, to be where I was, you know, fifth and sixth grade with the divorce and trying to uh, help support my mom uh, emotionally 
and mentally and then not caring about school literally never going basically um staying home playing video games getting into things i shouldn't have uh shouldn't have been getting into to um being on pins to dropping out of school uh doing terrible my first time at community college and then now being able to have A's in all my classes, uh, really raise the GPA up, being able to transfer to a new school uh, next year, hopefully. Uh, it's very, it's overwhelming to see the difference and um, the the different path that I, I, I chose to take, you know? I could still be very much in the same position that I was last August, if not even worse, but um, thanks to the help of some of my friends helping me realize where I was in life and uh, my girlfriend at that time for having my back as well. And most importantly, me understanding that I have, uh, just like you listening, you know, that you have uh, endless and en endless amounts of potential and value that you are born to, to share with people and that it shouldn't be wasted at all. Um, coming to that understanding was probably the best thing that's ever happened to me. And um, I still, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, everything's perfect now. I still struggle with a lot of different things. Uh, not every day is rainbows and sunshines, There's a, especially towards the end of a semester. If you're in college, you definitely know things get insanely stressful. And uh, it feels like every day is just like testing you as much as you can. But, um, you know, you got to take it, take it with stride, you know. But um, I hope this gave you a little bit more context about who I am. Um, yeah, I hope there's some things in there that you can relate to, whether it be um, performance in school, uh, relationship stuff, um, just any anything that you can relate to. I hope that you find it useful uh, just to kind of understand who I am better and where I'm coming from. I want that to be like very important. You know, I'm not I'm making this podcast as someone who is still in the trenches, just like you guys are and still trying to figure out who I am figure out what works for me, what doesn't work, what's going to help me in the long run and what's not. I'm not a successful entrepreneur. I don't have, uh, you know, boats and yachts. I'm not famous or anything like that. I am just a college kid right now. And I hope that you stay along for this journey as well. I plan on doing this podcast, even if I'm the only listener for years to come so that I can see the growth and the change. And eventually, you know, I have a lot of big ideas for the podcast, but, you know, let's start, let's start small and slow and, and work our way up. But um, if you're along for that journey, uh, definitely, you know, maybe start journaling or something like that. I journal every day as well, just so we can uh, keep track of that change, you know, it, whether it's only like seeing the change weekly or seeing the change, you know, over months and then years, I think it's going to be an awesome journey for all of us. So Thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen to this. I know it was a longer episode than uh, the last one. And like I said, I'm really sorry that it cut off there. I'm going to have to keep that in mind or figure out a way around that for the future episodes. And I know it was kind of jarring. It took you out of the experience. And I do apologize for that, but it will be fixed for next time. Um, and next episode, to give you a little sneak peek, we're going to kind of get into actual self-development type stuff. Um, we're going to go over establishing your why and understanding um, why you want to start improving yourself, why you want to do certain things and get better. I think that's a great place to start. Richard started there as well. And it's, it was, it was, it just makes sense. 
So thank you so much for taking the time out to listen to this. Um, I'm not sure when this goes up on every platform. I know I know the first one or episode zero still isn't on Apple podcast yet. Uh, I use Anchor to distribute the podcast out. So it's up on Anchor right away. It takes a little bit, a couple hours to a day to get on Spotify. I know it's on Google Podcasts and all these other places as well. So hopefully this up goes up for you soon. Um, if you like this, please share it. You know, it, I want to just build this community out and um, it would be awesome for you to add that value to other people as well, you know. So thank you so much for taking the time out to listen and I will see you guys in uh, next week's episode. Thank you so much.